gets weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Every time we start this podcast, we have a little race mm-hmm. at the start where I push record and hit uh-huh. the theme tune for me to think of something to say to start the show. Oh, okay. And I fucking haven't. Oh, <laughs> do you want me to start with a crazy like rant? Yeah, do it. Oh my Lord, I am outraged. We're only like one episode into Paramount releasing its Halo TV series. You know what they did in the first series? Guess what they did in the first series? You're not going to believe. Take a guess. Take a guess. You won't I guess. Fucked up you something that nerds care about. I guess. That's me. That's me being outraged, trying okay, to make your so head explode. By the way, it's not scanners. Fuck off. I can combine movies and cultures. I'm and glad you just went to I the toilet. To. You're straining hard enough. Oh my lord! So I'm. I love Halo. I live for Halo. Yes. Okay. You oh. have a Halo shopping bag. I do. Oh my lord! I got. A, I have a Master Chief mouse mat. That I have a mouse that I don't even need a mouse mat for, but I refuse to throw out because I enjoy looking at the Master Chief. Okay. Is that some official merchandise or did that potentially come from a holiday during time in a subtropical Asian continent? I no, I I go to the sh- I go to we have like the big you know agricultural show uh, every year the big fate the carnival every little country every country town has them which we know is the the bastion of, of, of uh, independent what do they call it uh, intellectual property respect. <laughs> And copyright. I know. I go there every year just to pay top dollar to get the officially licensed Halo show bag. Good work. With matching Halo accoutrement. I don't think it's accoutrement when you're talking about Halo. Yes, it is. It's fucking stuff. It's not fucking stuff. I have a Halo flag. I have spent (laughs) years... Years of my life, okay, fighting alien hordes across galaxies... With the Master Chief. Is that okay. the same Halo flag that might have been seen at the January 6th insurrection? Is that the kind of flag we're talking about? <laughs> no. No, a different kind of The kind of flag where you go to a flea market and some aspiring fucking airbrush <laughs> artist has managed to combine the face of a panther with Phil Anselmo from Pantera and still got a Jack Daniels bottle in there. <laughs> I saw that for sale once and I thought, that's epic. That, that's pretty epic. That's the worst 70s van in portable form. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't buy it and turn it into like just drape it over your couch. <laughs> Probably would have if I had the money. Oh my lord! No, so I have spent years fighting with the Master Chief. Okay, anyone who loves Halo, we love the Master Chief. It's all about the yeah. Master Chief. Okay, I have gone years, never seen the Master Chief's face. You know what? It's oh the my. Master Chief's face. We don't want to see the Master Chief's face. That's part of the thing. We don't see the Master Chief's face. Yeah. First episode, you know what they do? Oh. Ten minutes in, like, oh, la-da-da-da-da, what you doing? Hello, how you go, governor? Pop, helmet comes off. And is it John Bernthal? Get fucked. I don't want to see the Master Chief's face. Do you know how many sex fantasies? <laughs> okay, ruined, out the door, out the window. It's the Master Chief. You know what? If they insisted for some ungodly reason we can't fathom he had to take his helmet off, you know what should have been under there? What? An identical helmet. <laughs> he lived, breathed, slept. He was even chirogenically frozen in that goddamn helmet. I don't want to see him without his helmet. Piss off, Paramount. So Paramount yeah, Paramount. Are they the ones doing the Lord of the- No, that's fucking Amazon who's doing the Lord of the Rings thing, which looks really fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, are they going to pop their heads off as well? Well, I don't know. They've basically taken the Silmarillion, which is just a bunch of notes, and mm. they're turning it into a fucking TV series, and it looks shit. Uh, so bad. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's just like one episode in, and there's just oh my god, they're elites. They're wearing the wrong size, like the wrong armor. They're the wrong size. I don't like it. The Master Chief is like taking his helmet off. There is not like Gregorian chants. Oh, as we look over hills, get fucked, Paramount. I'm angry. I'm not happy. Does it shoot him up with Gregorian chanting in it? Excuse me. That's Halo. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, my God, you don't conquer alien wastelands, okay? You don't drive back an unstoppable flood of ungodly pestilence without a good Gregorian chant, man. Right. 
<laughs> Amateur. Seems incongruous to me. You suck. Why don't you go work for Paramount? <laughs> Shit on the rest of my dreams. Ah. <laughs> oh. <sighs> so, yeah, that's what I'm angry about this week. Well, you're far angrier than me, that's mm. for sure. Mm. Just, ah. Oh, I have lived long enough to see my heroes with their helmets off, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Anyway, that's just my crazy rant. You're still going to watch though, aren't you? No. Oh, really? No. Okay. No, no, I'm angry. Fair enough. I mean, I might watch it through a window, just like really angry at other people's houses and just yell at the television until the police arrive. But I'm not formally going to sit down and watch it. I certainly- They're not getting your money. Yes, they shall not get a dollar from me. Not a dollar. Fair enough. Not a dollar, Paramount. Do you hear me? Not. I may start an international terrorist organization and fund it specifically through pirated copies of this Halo TV series just to spite you, Paramount. Yeah, you're going to bring down Paramount Studios. Making me look at the Master Chief's face. What a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That's just me. That's my crazy rant for the day. How's your week been? Better than yours. Yeah? My video game hasn't betrayed me. (laughs) (laughs) The video game hasn't betrayed me. Paramount yeah. has betrayed me. This is why I'm so afraid about. They keep talking about the Alien series. What? The yeah, I've told we've discussed this oh, before. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're going to make the Alien series. I'm just, oh, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm so ready to have my heart broken. Yeah, they they really should just. Like, we've talked about this before, but they should just hand everything over to Neil Blomkamp so that yeah. he can make everything. Yes, but it seems like because he tried to reboot RoboCop, yeah, and do a direct sequel to RoboCop One, yeah. And they then handed it over to um, an Australian director. Fuck, what's his name? I can't remember at the moment. That dude. That dude. He mm. um, he made a bunch of stuff. And it looks like he's shelved it now. <sighs> I know. Fuck. Just just, just let Neil make it for fuck's sake. I, so this is what shits me. It's like it's all about like, yeah, we've said this. We've got to get the um, accountants in. Get the fans <clears throat> in. Yeah. Like make people who are like passionate. Okay, about the law, the films, and the cultures to to make it. Actually, yeah. get someone who wants to make this, not just because it's some bullshit tick and flick project, but somebody who's passionate about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. If I was making that bloody Halo series, yeah. you know, oh, my God, I wouldn't have let that man playing the Master Chief take his helmet off, even at home. Even in bed. That was it. I'm sorry. Like, once you're the Master Chief, so we, we're going to weld you into this. You were going to hire Jared Leto is what you're saying. <laughs> God, no, he's not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be like, this is your life now. You are being welded in. You are like like Robocop. I would have melded him with the machines to never come out of it. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, little things like, you know, just getting, you know, the size of the aliens right. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's not like you have a backlog of categories. Didn't to Paramount realise they could just hire a really cheap actor and then have it voiced by someone later? I know. That's like just like the Master Chief is still alive. He works professionally. Just get him <laughs> to do the bloody voice like he has for everything. Yeah. Like, oh no, there was what was there was one thing he didn't he didn't do and a pox on it. Um, <laughs> Just get him to do it. And then that's the joy of having the Master Chief keep his helmet on or in the very, very last end of the series when his son (laughs) comes and you pull off his helmet to find out he's a little pasty white guy. Oh, you pull off his helmet. (laughs) Oh, governor, you pull off his helmet. Yeah, it's the only kind of helmet pulling off, I want to say. And even then he's leave his helmet on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm not in a position, you know, to we be responsible have such for children. Petty troubles, don't we? Ah, oh, I don't think this is a petty. This is a very worrying. You know, it keeps me up at night. That's all I'm going to say. Fair enough. I know. I know. I know. There are bigger problems in the world. I remember the time, and you know, rest in peace. The time the Jim Beam factory caught fire. That. <laughs> I still don't think I'm recovered from that <laughs> emotionally. Yeah, but anyway. So, shall we talk about this week's subject? May as well. <laughs> You're very angry. I think we should just get this over and done with. I don't know if I need this oh energy now. 
<laughs> That's the title of my sex tape. <laughs> You're very angry. Let's get this over with. <laughs> Except I'm the angry one. It, it would be weird and, an ass- and a crime if it was the other way around. But, yes. you know. See, that's why you get the Master Chief to keep his, you know, armour on. Yes. It's, it's harder to hurt him. <laughs> Just give him a wipe down when you're done. <laughs> oh. What? Speaking of, oh, no, we can't talk about this yet. Bit of spray and wipe. <laughs> Bit of Ajax. Oh. oh, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, my Lord. Would you believe this week we're talking about semen? Oh, of course we are. Hey, it's Some- rain and semen. Oh. Hallelujah, it's rain and semen. Oh. Again. It's like Mardi Gras all over. Oh, God. <laughs> Get a black light on that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, this week we're talking about semen. And the boats they go into. Oh, you fucking cunt. <laughs> I thought, because last well, week. We that were... seems uncalled for. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Because we, we've been doing blood transfusions mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. I'm just thinking, how have you managed to get an hour episode on jizz? <gasps> Maybe we should do the history of jizz. Oh, I'm sort of like, history of jizz? What, you're just going to go back in time and look at people? <laughs> there we go. There's some history. Oh, my Lord. The, well, this week in particular, we're going to look at. A haunted U-boat. Oh. Ooh. Now, the UB-65 mm-hmm. was a U-boat constructed in wartime. She would spend only six and a half months in service. She would sink ships and take lives, even her own crew. Oh, dear. And just four months before the end of the world, War One. <laughs> Oh, so this is a vintage U-boat. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Before the end of World War One, her crew had to decide, would the ship destroy them all or would they be able to destroy her first? Wow. Da, da, da. In this week's episode of You Behave <laughs> or I scream, you scream, we all scream for sea, man. Oh, man. fucking, okay. That was not my best. That's not. Yeah. Well, I was going to go with the long black wet machine filled with semen, but I thought that's probably already taken in Pornhub. <laughs> that leaves nothing to the imagination. Do you think submarine porn is a thing? Of course it is. Oh. I have, I have a, I have fucking, submarines, Just they're in every part of pop culture. They're I, sexy. I have a record, and I can't remember the name of the band, and I've got a seven-inch vinyl. <laughs> yeah, right, don't, don't brag about it. <laughs> of a band that recorded a power violence album on a fucking decommissioned- What's a power violence? Power, it's like the worst form of punk rock. Ah, okay. It's, it's discordant and horrible. Okay. Bands like um, Fuck on the Beach, uh, Man, <laughs> Man is the Bastard, those sorts of bands. Okay. Um yeah, and this band had recorded a fucking seven-inch vinyl on a decommissioned nuclear sub, and uh, it sounds every bit like you're playing in a giant steel tube. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know why. I've always been fascinated by um, semen and submarines, and one of my life, like one of my bucket lists is I want to actually go down in a submarine. And also take a trip in a submarine, and I like I want to like go down. I want to go down in the water. I want to go so down that you start hearing like the walls. All right, and then shit myself, and then immediately come back up, <laughs> and just get the bends and die horribly. <laughs> no, I love submarines. I think they're amazing. They're so like it's such ancient and such basic. Oh, shit. You're like, this science shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, engineering is a pretty incredible thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I'd like to, submarines if it was more like the life aquatic with Steve Zizu. <laughs> you know, you're just getting around listening to some cool Muzak yeah. trying to spot leopard sharks. That'd be cool. Yeah. No, I, I, I love submarines. And I do, for everyone who was around that um, Anzac Day festival when we were buying shots um, for sailors in that bar, yeah. uh, you may remember me as the girl who screamed. I love semen. Um, as for people who can't hear what's going on, as you turn away from the microphone, mm. you've got half a glass of wine, what? and you've just turned around to your calico bag hanging around to get yourself a can of Jim Beam. So Aussie handcuffs, drink in each hand. Yeah, good work. Well, no, 
because I'm like, because like, you know, when we get into it, I you, won't have time to step away. Already drink like a sailor. So I'm just like pre. <sighs> Oh I'm, I'm pre-preparing for war, mate. Fair enough. Hey? Two cans per man per day. Quick in the dead. So, yes, UB65. Okay. Better than UB40. Fuck, I hate that band. <laughs> in 1916, the Hamburg, shipbird in Hamburg Shipyard in Germany. I haven't got my tooth yet. I apologise. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Hamburg shit burner. I'm like, wow, this episode is really fucking taking a turn. I'm getting my, I'm getting my, I'm getting <laughs> my week, tooth put in the Hamburg shit burner. What, while it's in you, like, or just after you've done it. Oh my god, the hamburger shit burger. It sounds like a weird sex act you do in the kiddies park at McDonald's. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god, maybe that's why they removed the hamburger from the merchandise <laughs> when he became the turd burger. Yeah. Who's that purple cunt? What's his name? Oh. Felch or something. I can't remember. No. That one. Yeah, that one. The criminal. The criminal. (laughs) That was Hamburglar. Yeah. Talk about the giant purple dude. Why wasn't he the. I don't know. Okay. No, he was. We had actual cartoons when I was a kid. I used to watch Battle for the Planets and Star Blazers. Mm. Not fucking McDonald's. No, but there was. Anyway. Anyway, um, oh my God. We'll, do, we'll do an episode on the weird sex acts that have been named after purple puppets. <laughs> you puppet fucker. The purple puppet is definitely a sex act. Oh, yeah, and it involves prolapse. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for anybody who's listened to us for the first time. You've made time. how many jizz jokes already? You literally- I want to splash about in a bucket of jizz like Mary Poppins you with the penguins. literally just made the walls in a submarine groan with that. <laughs> Under the pressure of my hilarity. <laughs> the pressure of good taste. <laughs> Actually, that's just my bowels after the vegan food. Oh, you love it. You asked for it. <laughs> so we're in Hamburg, Germany, yes. 1916. Yes. They set about constructing 24 U-boats. The U-60s and the U-65s that were specifically constructed to operate out of Belgium ports. Ah. The U-boat or U-boot. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> what? That's, that's how you say it in Germany. Okay, yep. U-boot. 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 Okay. <laughs> they were used by the German Navy. Now, because it's 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 the U-boat, what do you think the U stands for? That's Unterwasser or some shit. I don't know. Unterseeboot. Unterseeboot. Which literally translates as undersea boat. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> the Germans don't fuck about. Yeah, they're just straight they some to it. Great words. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so is there a difference between a U-boat and a submarine? I know that's what you're going to ask me. Um, I was going to try and make something up and sound intelligent, but do inform me. Well, basically every U-boat is was a submarine, but yeah. not every submarine is a U-boat. Okay. That's that's the important thing to remember. Yeah. Look, at the time in the in the First World War, just to give a comparison, the American submarines were twice the size of a German U-boat. Okay, yep. Okay. Um, oh, excuse me. Which certainly put the U-boat at the disadvantage for, say, the number of weapons and men it could carry, as well as how many days it could stay out at sea. Yeah. However, it also meant the U-boats could go places that larger submarines could not and were used to great advantage at blocking and destroying cargo ships that were moving through smaller channels to transport supplies. Cool. So the U-boat UB-65 was ordered on the 20th of May, 1916, and she started to stand out from the others in the fleet right from the start. Okay. During construction... 1916, a large metal girder fell from a crane onto workers below. One worker was killed instantly. That means he popped. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If if you've ever stepped on like a a tick that's just eaten, yeah. (laughs) A second worker was rushed to hospital and would die some days later at the hospital from his injuries. Ouch. The site was inspected, but no reason could be found as to why the girder fell. 
A few months later, most of the fleet was finished and on June 26, 1917, UB-65 was sent out to open sea for final testing. Mm -hmm. During the testing, a desperate call came out from the engine room. The one and only door to the engine room had locked itself and none of the the men inside could open it. All three men desperately worked as one to open the door, but it was impossible to open. Oh, dear. Help was immediately dispatched to the engine room. When the rescue team arrived, they simply opened the door. Oh, dear. As usual. (laughs) They found the three crewmen still inside the engine room, all dead. What? Dead. Of shame because they'd been trying to turn the handle the wrong way? Dead of the dickens. It would be listed as death from asphyxiation. Uh, I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing those old World War I engine rooms weren't the cleanest running. Yeah, but you should have been able to last longer from a guy running from, like, one end to the other. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. Less than two months later, on the 18th of August, 1917, UB-65 was handed over to Captain Martin Schell. <laughs> it's German. That's yeah. how it's pronounced. Yeah. On the 1st of April, 1906, Martin Schell would begin his journey as a mere naval cadet. Hmm. One year later, an ensign. A year later, a lieutenant. And in three and a bit years, would be named as captain of UB-65. That is a fast track. His LinkedIn must be very impressive. Oh, well, yeah. Naval cadet to U-boat <laughs> captain in less than 10 years. It's very impressive. There is nothing like a war yeah. <laughs> to like boost your resume. Yeah. Facilitated the death of peaceful sailors. <laughs> Targeted supplies and convoys destined for kindergartens. <laughs> Increased crew morale by leaving engine room door open. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. And knowing, like, the bullshit that people come up with, like, LinkedIn, it's literally, like, he saw a Frenchman, like, with a shopping basket at a supermarket and he, like, pushed him over. It crushed supply lines to the enemy. <laughs> Calm down, mate. Fucking anyone who's on LinkedIn is a cunt. Yeah. That should be your first review process. Are they on LinkedIn? Don't hire them. Yeah. Cunt. Absolutely. Yeah. Self-aggrandizing oh, dickhead. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. You know, they're tw- and they were twaddling themselves off as they wrote every word that's on LinkedIn, just oh, so you yeah. know. Absolutely. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, using the blood of a poor worker as lubricant, but whatever. <laughs> <sighs> so he took control of the boat. The UB-65 would go on six patrols, and she saw her fair share of action and even more. She would confirm damaging six vessels. Yes. And she would confirm sinking another six vessels and even sinking a seventh. Wait for it. Sending a warship to the bottom of the ocean. There you go. But these battles were nothing compared to the battles these seamen would fight against their own vessel. Have you had any... Monumentous fights against your own vessel. (laughs) Sailing or masturbating? (laughs) Pretty much the same from what I've heard. (laughs) Just days after taking control of the vessel, the captain and crew were undertaking manoeuvres with their vessel alongside two other U-boats. The captain ordered one of his men to visually check the outside hatches before he submerged the vessel for the first time. It seemed a simple enough endeavour. Mm-hmm. The ocean was calm, the water clear. As the seaman was moving slowly down the vessel, (laughs) another seaman observed a strong surge of water wash the seaman across the deck and into the U-boat's propellers. Oh, Jesus. When the terrified crewman who witnessed the incident reported it to his crewmates, the captain ordered for the engines to be stopped and the submerging process to be halted. But nothing they did could draw the vessel back up to sea level and it continued to sink and sunk all the way to the bottom of the ocean where the forward ballast tank cracked. Fucking hell. There the U-boat sat for 12 hours. Okay, so this is a Kursk 
kind of sit- situation. Yeah. They're just sitting on the seafloor. Yeah, just holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. Just trying to get that last last wank in, <laughs> you know, as you do. <laughs> Go out on a high. Do you really reckon that's what they were doing? Do you reckon they were trying to fix the boat? Yeah, but do you know what I mean? It's like you, you have that roster so yeah. that you've permanently got people on and permanently people off. If You know, what are you doing? You can only get so many people to try and, you know, screw in one screw. Fair what else enough. are you going to do? you got to do something. Just going to lie in your hammock and fucking slap them off. Well, it's, you can't just stand in the hallway and get in the way of the people who are working, you know? you got to do something. What do you think the cook was doing? What was the cook going to do? I hope the cook wasn't masturbating. Because <laughs> these mashed potatoes are very creamy. <laughs> now you know why the clam chowder gets its name. Mm. Jesus. <laughs> Tonight we'll be having clap chowder. Oh. Do you mean clam chowder? No. No, I do not. <laughs> Get the black light. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. So some were trying to fix the ship and some were fapping off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it sat there for 12 hours. But as they were near perishing, probably from a lack of fluids and a lack of oxygen, somehow the U-boat began to surface. All of the crew became violently sick. Two of the seamen would be rushed to hospital after the U-boat limped into shore. Both men would die in the hospital, the cause of their death listed as poisoning. Poisoning? They ate the soup. (laughs) Or was it um, nitrogen poisoning in their blood? Well, it just says poisoning. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't find the, you know, medical reports. (laughs) God. Um, UB-65 was sent back to the shipyard to look for any issues with the vessel and to repair the damage sustained when the boat hit the ocean floor. The damage received in the the crash was repaired, but no faults anywhere else in the vessel could be found. And so UB-65 was returned to service. Awesome. Hey, what could possibly be going wrong? (laughs) The crew set about rearming the vessel. It's like, hooray, clean bill of health. Woo woo. Let's load it up. Let's put some bombs on this thing. Yeah, woo. And whilst they were doing this, without warning, one of the warheads they were loading exploded inside the vessel. Oh, Jesus. Seamen went everywhere. Nine members of its crew, eight sailors and one officer, Lieutenant Richter were killed instantly. Yep. And nine other seamen were seriously wounded. They were just the ones like fapping off. <laughs> They've all got burns on their dicks. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> uh, a British air raid on the port also caught everyone at the deck off guard, including a member of the crew who was caught out in the open at the bow of the vessel and a piece of shrapnel decapitated him. Jesus. Another crewman reported seeing Lieutenant Richter standing over the body. Oh. I didn't know they had air raids in World War I. I thought they they just had like really short-range dogfights. There you go. Somebody dropped some shit. Somebody lost a a head. (laughs) I suppose back in those days they just dropped one of those funky long grenades and went, Up yours, Jerry! (laughs) (laughs) Tally-ho! Take that one home to Greta. (laughs) (laughs) Once the vessel was again repaired and First Lieutenant Carl Honig was assigned to the U-boat 65, Carl had considerable experience and a good reputation among the German fleet. The German fleet. Okay. On the day due for disembarkment, the officers stood discussing their destination when a panicked seaman ran to the captain to report that he had just seen Lieutenant Richter walk Along the bow of the ship. Of course, Leonard Ritchie was the man who, the officer who exploded. Yes. Um, some time ago. When the officers doubted the story, the seaman assured them that another seaman called Peterson had also seen the lieutenant. They sent for the other seaman and he was found on the lowest deck of the submarine, curled in terror. They sent for the chaplain who did his best to console the young seaman. Betty did. <laughs> but sometime before departure, Seaman Peterson slipped off the vessel and deserted and was never 
seen again. So pretty smart. These two guys are like, I'm not getting on this fucking death trap. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally the only guy with any brains <laughs> yeah. in this fucking vessel. It's like this thing's run by carnies. Yeah. <laughs> when was this thing last certified? <laughs> Do you see any holes in it? No. <laughs> but the last person to see him was like a, you know, a Catholic priest. So he may have just been shipped to another parish. Yeah, very true. Yeah. <laughs> So, they took off without deserting Peterson. They were not back at sea for long before reports of incidents and sightings began to occur. More than one seaman reported seeing strange, unexplained lights moving throughout the vessel. Then other crew members reported seeing Lieutenant Richter standing on the ship, his arms folded behind his back, in the manner that he used to do. Very disapproving ghost. Yeah, just like, just as you fap off. Oh, <laughs> can you just, can you just stop looking at me, Richter? <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, nobody was an angry ghost just disapproving at you <laughs> while you're just trying to fap one off. I'm in the Navy. What else am I going to do? very hard to concentrate. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So another seaman reported an unseen hand reaching out. I believe that's called just sitting on it for five minutes. It's called <laughs> the stranger. He, saw, he reported an unseen hand reaching out and touching his face. On turning, he was alone oh. in the cabin. He literally just got turkey slapped. Yeah. <laughs> Three weeks into their latest mission, the U-boat was moving along the English Channel. The vessel was at sea level, so I didn't know how else to describe it, you know, when yeah. they're up on the... It's on the surface. The surface, there we go. Yeah. The weather was bad and waves crashed against the vessel. The watchman was shocked as he saw the figure of a man walking along the length of the ship. The hell did he get out there? At first, he was confused. Why would anyone be foolish enough to venture outside the vessel in this weather? But then the man turned to the observer. Oh. And he saw the face. The face of Lieutenant Rector. No. Then, in the blink of an eye, he was gone. UB-65 returned to shore for resupply. It was then that the crew all applied for transfers off the vessel. <laughs> en masse. Okay. Which, would you believe, was noticed by the higher-ups. <laughs> Even an admiral. This doesn't square with his LinkedIn at all. Yeah. Someone lying on a LinkedIn? What? Is it saying here you've made it such a fun environment for everyone? When they've gone through a traumatic experience before, but look at me, I made it fun. Oh. I played Wagner over the, the ship's intercom. <laughs> Maybe you're a dirty liar. Oh. So it came to the attention of an admiral who ordered that the vessel be thoroughly inspected. For fumes and chemical leaks, which may cause hallucinations. <laughs> but nothing was found. The captain had an unexpected visit from the Admiral. Oh. It's definitely a sex act. <laughs> it was also rumoured that to steady the men and avoid an en masse desertion, the Admiral said he would sleep one night on the vessel to prove that all was well. Don't you love it when management try and come down to your level? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'll stay here in your little tinky little ship. And Imagine what I can put on my LinkedIn after this. <laughs> Single-handedly kept you about to float. <laughs> oh, Lord. And in the morning, he reported to the seaman that he had just he had done just that, and he had spent a night in the vessel, and he had rested well. It smelled of jizz, but I slept well. Well, don't mind those ladies of the evening just coming out now and the occasional brassiere. <laughs> I found I stuck to my bunk. 
What happens in the bunk stays in the bunk. <laughs> I tried something called The Stranger. <laughs> and an unexpected visit from the Admiral. For some reason, it was the purple fucker from McDonald's. I was going to say, is that just a code for premature ejaculation? <laughs> An unexpected visit from the Admiral? Or you shat yourself during sex? <laughs> That's the brown shirts. <laughs> oh, I clashed with the brown shirts. Oh, my God. <laughs> I fought the law and the law one. Oh, Lord. So the crew reboarded the vessel. But this may have had absolutely fuck all to do with the Admiral and more to do with the fact that an unknown person of the German Navy had brought in a local priest to perform an exorcism of the vessel. My parents had that done at their house. Really? Yeah. Did did they actually think – But No, that's – It was you. You were the (laughs) – now they had the house blessed. Well, that's different. Not really. It's 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 you know it's a slightly more dressed up version of smudging your house with sage. Yeah, but that's more like mm, and getting rid of negative spirits, like exorcism. Yeah. That's like I picture that's where you're like you're throwing water and you're actively trying to get rid of a specific whatever you are. Get out of here. There was lots of water. <sighs> holy water. Da-da, My mum carries holy water in her purse. Yeah, see, everyone, Just in case. Everyone makes fun of your mum until fucking vampires show up. Yeah. And then you're like, fuck yeah, Mrs. Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say that as I tip my hat because I wouldn't want her to think I was impolite. No. Yeah. You know, but look, I, when there's a, like, that's why I wear, you know, a silver jewelry on a full moon. Really? Yeah. Okay. Better safe than sorry. Fair enough. You know, oh my God. Like, that's why I like big silver rings. If I'm going, I want to go out punching. <laughs> I say that, I will literally just be shitting myself in the corner. Like, so you've got this look that you call Van Helsing chic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just that I just pop out for full moons. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be so petrified. I will do nothing. But all I can hope is that on the way down, I will give him the worst hemorrhoids of his life as the silver <laughs> works its way through his body and my corpse explodes him from the inside out. Fair enough. It's a hell of a plan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I fucking will take you with me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh my god, literally just the sight. I'd die. Underworld, there wouldn't mean three films if that was me in that movie. I would just be like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I've had an unexpected clash with the brown shirts. (laughs) (laughs) You say an unexpected visit from the Admiral. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes, as all of my, yes, innards and spirit left my body simultaneously. Oh, Lord. So, yes, so they brought in someone. They had an exorcism on the vessel. Okay. They were like, okay, fine. We'll uh, we'll get back on board. Yeah. The captain then took a much harsher stance against his crew and told them that anyone who reported a ghost or the like or even mentioned the word ghost yep. or unexpected visit from the Admiral <laughs> would be severely punished. There will be no Scooby-Doo shenanigans on my boat. (laughs) You kids! (laughs) This had the effect that no one reported these incidents for a few months. Ah. But the tensions among the crew began to rise and rise. In May of 2018, a gunner on UB-65 ran into the control deck screaming that he had just seen Lieutenant Richter standing by the torpedo tubes. (laughs) What a fucking boring-ass ghost. (laughs) I can explore all of reality all time simultaneously. Fuck it, I'm going back to work. Mm, mm. To give you, like, just stand over your shoulder and give you, like, a workplace evaluation. (laughs) Micromanaging. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's literally that is my worst nightmare. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Am I the one who's died? Have I gone to hell where I will be micromanaged by my manager for all time? (gasps) Oh, my God. Can you imagine? (laughs) <laughs> that actually that would be worse. I would rather get a red hot poker up the jacksy yeah. than have Satan just micromanaging me every oh, yeah. like 
Call you in for a meeting that could have been an email. Oh, my God. It's like, oh, have you done those reports yet? Five minutes later. Oh, my God. Have, have, have you done them? I can see that only one of these columns has been filmed out. How come through column, you know, three through five haven't? Because I'm fucking doing it. All right. Give, give me. I told you to be 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. And then coming back a minute later. Oh, have you, have you, have you filled that task in? No. Yeah. I'm fucking doing it. Oh, my God. <laughs> It could be my soft spot. Yeah. Oh my God. Satan's the kind of person who says, time to lean, time to clean. <laughs> oh, my God. see, this is why I enjoy Halo so much. You can just, you, you know, you're the master chief, you're in the middle of nowhere, you're your own boss. Yeah. Anybody micromanages, you, you put a grenade, you stick a grenade to their head and you make them explode and then you teabag their corpse. <laughs> <sighs> it's a simpler time. Yeah. It's a simpler age. Where were we? Okay, micromanaging Richter, hanging around, <laughs> hanging around the tubes of the, the semen. Oh Lord! So yeah, he reported Lieutenant Richter. The semen was so hysterical that he needed to be sedated by the ship's doctor. Sounds like he was doctor shuffing to me. Oh, help me, doctor! <laughs> I've seen a ghost. What can we do? Morphine. You could give me some morphine. morphine. And I will lie there and have the best vank of this entire trip. Oh, a few hours later, the man appeared to have calmed down. Oh, there you go. Again, that's, yeah. yeah. Thanks to German pharmacology. So he calmed down and he was sent back to his station. Mm-hmm. Instead of returning to his station, the sailor committed suicide. <laughs> you feel like a dick now, don't I you? I do now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this appeared to be... A catalyst. Uh, or perhaps this was simply the byproduct of a new wave of seaman misfortune. One week later, one of the ship's officers was swept overboard and drowned. Didn't they have fucking safety lines? <laughs> what is wrong with these people? And again, I'm like, there's a lot of people that seem to be like getting swept off the boat. You're a fucking submarine. The point is get in it and lock the door. Do you know what I mean? A lot of stuff to do on the deck of a U-boat, though, unfortunately. Oh, no, I'm not I'm not with it. It's like it's a zombie apocalypse. Like, oh, I was just out the front, like, you know, doing some gardening. Get behind the fucking fence. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. Or get a fucking safety line. <laughs> How hard is it? Well, apparently very hard. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Well, I guess it's, you know, it's the fucking accountants. What costs more, semen or line? Yeah. Yeah. That rope costs 13 Reichmarks. Yeah. <laughs> Peterson, however, costs 12. <laughs> oh, Lord. So he was swept overboard and drowned. Then the stairs inside the vessel failed and the engineer fell and broke his leg. The stairs failed? Yes. That, that just reminds me of that fucking Mitch Hedberg joke that he likes escalators because they can – Never be broken, they can only be stairs. Oh. It's a very yeah. funny joke. It really didn't work in this. But how the fuck does stairs <laughs> it, 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 it took me a moment. Yeah. Well, no, like, you, like as in, I, I think they mean as in, you know, you've got it like screwed to the wall and then it became unscrewed to the wall as you're walking down it. Or did he just slip and went, on? Wah! Did he slip? No, it, it said the, the stairs failed. There you so, go. <laughs> yeah, I know you got one jump stair <laughs> and you have failed. <laughs> step, step, do. Then you go. Uh, well, maybe it was maybe. I supposed to be vertical then? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, oh. horizontal. Oh, what are you telling? Oh, yeah, oh. now you tell me. Did you want to step? Is that what? Oh, I wanted to, wanted to slide. I don't know. Maybe a foot rung broke. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. So it failed. I mean, let's face it. This submarine is a fucking lemon. <laughs> I like. I really hope that. Oh my god, maybe that's like. Maybe that's why like Richter kept coming back because he's like, I have the receipt. <laughs> Let's go get a warranty. <laughs> I hope you ticked for extra cover. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, oh, by the way, don't ever buy extended warranty on products. It's bullshit. No, especially not a submarine. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> So, yeah, so the stairs failed. Engineer broke his leg. Then the vessel was pelted by enemy depth charges. One landed so close, it was reported that a seaman was thrown to the ground with a force that was so strong, it would cause injuries that he would die from just a few days later. Yep. Life on a submarine. Yep. UB-65 would return to port. 
at this stage, you're probably thinking to be what shut down, exploded, like yeah, just turned into like paperweights. Yeah, no, they took it back for resupply. Okay, and was forced to set sail again almost immediately. Possibly because of the desperate state of the war, or possibly because they did not want to provide the temptation of desertion to his desperate crew. <laughs> Fuck. So we think the captain pretty much just kept the engine running, didn't even tie it up, and just had like one leg on shore. <laughs> People just like threw supplies to him while he poked the crew back downstairs with a broom. No, no, we're not near land. We're not. We're still out in the ocean. Rawr, rawr. You hear the albatross? Rawr, rawr. There's cake in the engine room. Yeah. This, this story is making me feel a lot of sympathy for people who probably killed my ancestors. Mm, mm. Yeah, he's just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's <laughs> this boat might have killed more Germans than D-Day. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, yeah, so he's poking him with a stick to make him stay downstairs. Probably he had another, like, lieutenant pissing on him to be like, oh, the salty sea spray. <laughs> they are Germans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, this time that they would leave port, this voyage would become their last. Literally because the wheels fell off. But. <laughs> Submarines don't have wheels. <laughs> well, not this one. They fucking fell off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I bought the German engineering because I thought it was supposed to be reliable. <laughs> This is why I buy Japanese. Uh, they do make a mean submarine, the Japanese. Oh, what's that? Yeah, none of this German shit. Yeah. <laughs> July 18, 1918, only four months before the end of World War One, a US submarine was on patrol on the coast of Cornwall in England, and it would spot an unidentified object on the horizon. Yeah. You're at war. I reckon anything that you see in the distance just has it a gas. It's a it's a fucking German, mate. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. pretty sure it's going to be German. Yeah. Moving closer, the Americans realised that it was a German U-boat. How fucking close do you have to get to a submarine to realise, oh, is that a fucking submarine? <laughs> fucking anyway. Especially when you're driving a fucking submarine. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but there was the German U-boat listing to one side. Oh. Captain Foster brought his submarine al- around to line up a torpedo shot to destroy the vessel. One of the observers reported seeing a man in a German uniform standing on the bow of the boat with his arms folded behind his back. <laughs> in the manner of Lieutenant Richter. A huge explosion erupted from the UB-65. It rose up on its bowels and it sank. The captain demanded to know who had fired before he had given the order. But a later torpedo count would verify that the American vessel had fired no torpedo. It seemed as though the explosion may have come from within the U-boat itself. The American captain could still claim that on his LinkedIn, though. <laughs> Destroyed enemy vessel with the mere thought of freedom. Yeah. Oh the, the American eagle is so powerful. It does not even need to fire its torpedo at the enemy to have it explode. <laughs> And there's just a picture of him, you know, pointing to his forehead with his finger. Like, maybe my mind did that. I'm so free in my thinking. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, you know what's free? Oh, this bourbon going down the back of my throat. Oh, that's the fucking least heinous thing that's gone down your throat in the last few days. Oh, don't talk about my boyfriends that How way. How much semen? I'm a patriot. An entire submarine. Your your grandma could have filled us in on the missing blanks of this She story. was a land creature. <laughs> there were no German sailors in that town. Oh. So there was a huge um, eruption. It seemed like it's coming from within the U-boat. Neither survivors 
or bodies were ever found. Mm. Now, some people have claimed that these ghost sightings were just stories to tell sailors. Yeah. They do like a good ghost story, don't they? They do. They're very, um, what's the word? Um, superstitious. Superstitious, yeah. Yeah, you got to tie a knot the right way, otherwise Davy Jones will come around, give you a reach around with his crab claw hand and nip your fucking todger off, mate. <laughs> if that was the case, oh, and you had me up until, like, yeah. knob it off. Nip the todger. Yeah. Oh. Davey, that's why they call it Davy Jones's locker. It's his crab claw hand. It'll take your balls right off. Oh. Make a nice fucking stew out of them, they will. It doesn't sound good at all. Oh. oh I w- when, I w- when you've been on a British boat living on nothing but salted beef for 16 <laughs> years and the occasional pelican egg, you will love the taste of your crewmate's nuts. <laughs> Got to keep your salt up. <laughs> <laughs> I see Barry is my personal salt lick. <laughs> And there's just Barry with random crewmen just <laughs> taking a lick of him as they pass. Takes the salt off my skin and keeps me looking youthful. Can you imagine if that was just Barry's one job on the boat? was just stand there and just to be licked by other sailors so they can all keep their salt up. Good source of iodine is Barry. Stops me from getting thyroid problems. Oh my god! Look, it's a legitimate point, you know. And it, like, I'm going to say it: some people taste better than other people. Absolutely, and people are definitely more lickable than others. Oh yes, like you don't want someone who's like old and coarse against your tongue, unless you've got like an irritation that needs to be dealt with. What? Well, then you want an old one? Why would you well, want that? In case your tongue's itchy. <laughs> I don't know. You, you're not going to scratch it. You'd rather just you'd rather just lick a geriatric man. Yeah, a geriatric sailor. Yeah. Okay, we approach problems in two very different ways. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yes, uh, some people have suggested that it's just ghost stories. And there are reports of the vessel being in different locations at different times. So, some people have argued that these are just stories, that they were fabrications. But considering that there was actually a second German vessel, which was also called UB-65, as well as there being a UC-65 and a U-65. I can see why they lost the fucking war. Like, there's a reason you call it Patriot, Dixie, and Bamboozle. At least, you know, you don't fucking get the names mixed up. So it is easy to see how these records could have been, you know, misplaced or misidentified Yeah. Um, uh, in records. So that could explain some of the dating in- inconsistencies. And again, this was from the losing side in a world war. Maybe not all the paperwork was up to date. I don't know. One thing the Germans were pretty fucking good at was paperwork. <laughs> I mean, they never said what they were really doing. <laughs> yeah. Now, in 2004, a Channel 4 TV show called Wreck Detectives. <laughs> Wreck Detectives. Wreck Detectives. Well, you don't even have to go to the sea to do that. You could just go to a local pub. Look at that fucking wreck. <laughs> Found you. <laughs> you are a total wreck. Yeah, let's see what the fuck went wrong in your life. <laughs> Shine a black light on them. Oh, my God, can you imagine that as a TV show? Just going up, you clearly look like a piece of shit. Let's look at what when, what led to this moment. And you're being such a filthy human being. What? I'm, oh. This is your fucking life. Yeah, no one else would fucking want it. Oh, Lord. So the TV show called Wreck Detectives, that's not what they do. <laughs> we wreck detectives, bruv. <laughs> I would actually watch I'd that. I would watch that too. <laughs> Oh, no. Well, would you believe they actually investigated boat wrecks? Cool. Yeah. And they investigated a wreck that laid just off England's shores in the Cornwall waters, described in the story of UB-65. And there they found a U-boat. Wow. They were able to confirm that it was, in fact, the resting place of UB-65. Wow. The investigators also found no obvious sign that the vessel was destroyed by a weapons attack. Hmm. 
They did notice, however, that the aft hatches were open. Oh. Indicating that the crew may have attempted to escape the vessel. Right. On the 1st of November 2006, the wreck of UB-65 would be given protection status by the Protection of Military Remains Act of 1986. But sometimes one has to wonder, is that to protect them or is that to protect us? It's probably just to protect Prince Andrew, to be honest. (laughs) He fought in the Falklands. (laughs) And suddenly we have an answer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. But it's a very interesting – I mean, the the main sort of questions that we get, where did the crew go? Where did the crew go? And remember, this is only four months before the end of the war. Yeah. And so this is just off Cornwall, England. They they would show up. I mean, if if 40-odd sailors in those crummy old rubber life rafts turned up at Cornwall, you'd fucking know. Yeah. Like it's it's the most it's the most English. Oh hello, governor. Like it's the most English yeah. place. Try to blend in. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Oh, are you any fucking apples? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yes, I would like one of your Devonshire cream teas. And then oh my god, he A puts a pint of terrible beer, please. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh no, warm fucking barbarians. I can't take it. <laughs> You know what gives them away? They're they're just sitting there with like their German uniforms on, but just like with with a hat with a little British flag. <laughs> but they go into the tea shop, and one of them puts the cream on before the jam, <gasps> and someone is like Nazis. <laughs> That's that little Tarantino tell. Yes. Yeah, you would have ordered your three beers like this. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, only a only a monster or a Nazi would put the cream on before the jam. <laughs> We've caught you, Jerry! <laughs> and they're just like, oh, well. <laughs> but that's it. So there was, there were no signs. And even if, so even if they had gone into the water. Yeah. And they had perished, surely there should have been some, like, some signs of, like, lifeboats or. You'd think so. Yeah. The water's off there. So when, when did the war end? It was November 1918. So four months before that. Mm-hmm. So you're talking, so that was the summer. Yeah. So the water wouldn't have been that cold. Although my dad, because my dad was in the British Navy before he joined the Australian Navy, and uh-huh. said that um, part of their training was they had to jump fully kitted into the Irish Sea. Yeah. He reckons you've got about 30 seconds before you start to yeah, yeah, yeah. You start to fucking go under because it's so fucking cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's even when they like, they did the like, you know, and they did the, well, the wreck detectives were yeah. down there. <laughs> You know, there were there's no there's no bones or bodies, you know. There really is though. You know, there's nothing in the ship. Yeah, for those know? ocean wrecks, even even when they've got sealed compartments and the bulkheads are sealed off and there's not human remains. Mm. Because the bacterial activity underwater is still very good. Okay. So yeah. things, you know, crabs and weird little fishies and things get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like if they were on the boat, why were the why were the hatches open? Yeah, it's weird. Because you would think you're only going to open in a, uh, the hatch if you're trying to make a boop. Make an escape or, yeah, or maybe they got blown open by the explosion or something. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm not a ballistics expert. Well, no, it didn't, it didn't say like they were blown open. They, like, it didn't, it they didn't, were open as if, yeah. Yeah, as if you know someone had deliberately opened them. Yeah. So as if someone was getting ready. And then the question is what, what, what caused the explosion? What, cur- what caused them to just be like – you know, idling there. Well, listing. The, ship, the ship was listing. Mm. So, okay, so here's, here's another possible thing. Yeah, you're- the, the, the boat is listing. Yeah. They've called for help. Yeah. Another small German U-boat or, you know, possibly smaller frigate or something has turned up. They've got on board that and mm-hmm. then just scuttled their own vessel with, you know, time delay explosives. Okay. That's one possibility. All you got to do is blow up the magazine, the whole thing goes down. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And just didn't keep good records of it. Or they jumped in and swam. Who fucking knows? There might have been a mutiny. Mm. But then again, surely there would have to be some, yeah, um, yeah. Fucking j- 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 Jerry running <laughs> yeah. through. Here's Jerry and getting around in Cornwall. My name is Mr. Jones. 
<laughs> I am an apple farmer and a coal miner. <laughs> Just smearing mud on themselves. <laughs> I am an urchin. <laughs> Please have may I have some more of your incredibly terrible food? Oh my god, do you think there's some people like around Cornwall yeah. who have just had like a very uncomfortable moment <laughs> where they've just started to say like Uncle Finkelstein? <laughs> he told me his name was Norwegian. <laughs> probably. Although Cornwall as well, like, you know, some genetic diversity probably didn't go astray there. Yeah, that well, yeah, maybe they did make it to shore, but <laughs> never made it out. Just because you make it into Cornwall doesn't mean you're gonna make it out. <laughs> We've still got use for your semen. <laughs> but <Bada> boom. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds like the tagline for like a terrible like zombie apocalypse porn. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So uh, what do you think, uh, UB65, true story or terrifying tale? Not nearly as terrifying as that fucking uh, UB, what was that fucking movie with Bon Jovi in it where they tried to get the Enigma machine off a fucking U-boat? UB671 or something like what? that. What? Yeah, yeah. There's Bon a f- Jovi is bon in a submarine in movie? Yeah. What? Yeah, so it's it's all about the the plot to get an Enigma machine so that the British and the Americans could break the Nazi code in World War Two. Yeah, and of course, so they said Bon, bon Jovi. Bon Jovi is in it. <laughs> That's very weird. Is he like in the submarine, like scrubbing a floor, like it's my life, <laughs> it's now or never, that kind of thing? Not quite. Oh. Uh, he's actually not a bad actor, but at the same time, you're just watching it going, "That's fucking Bon Jovi." Oh, so you can never really break the spell. Yeah. 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 So, he, oh, okay. Oh, okay. But he was playing an American. He wasn't trying to be it. No, like, no. He was an American. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think what's it. Because I, I, if there's a submarine movie, I have to watch it because I love yeah. submarine movies. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Hands down. Greatest thing ever with a submarine. It's not even a question. It's Das Boot. Oh, yeah. It's Das Boot, ironically, made by the Germans. If you haven't seen it, see it. Unless you're suicidal. Just then put it on your things to watch. Yeah, try and watch the actual series, though, not the compressed-down movie they made of the mm, series. Mm. But it's – oh, and make – oh, God. Make sure you get the one with subtitles. Oh, like, no, don't Don't do so dubbed. The don't dubbed do version dubbed. is so bad. Yeah. Their but, accents are worse than ours. Yeah. It's so – it's like they got Liam Neeson in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, no. Oh my god! Like it's it's a soul destroying series. Like you will be emotionally destroyed. by the end of it. But it's so worth it. It's so good. Worst submarine movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. What do you think is the worst possible thing you can find in your submarine? What's even worse than a dead German lieutenant who likes to micromanage you? That you could possibly find Find on 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 a submarine. Uh, rotten eggs? I don't know. Steven Seagal. Oh, no. Yeah, of course. Someone decided let's put Steven Seagal in a submarine. Uh, was that Under Siege 2 or 1? <laughs> I can't remember. No, the second one's on the train. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> Poor Tommy Lee Jones. He fought so hard to have a good career, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. You know where You know where it was the point where you officially went, oh, look, we tried, but <laughs> this is officially the end? It was... Oh, what was the one where he was – was he the, the sheriff and was looking after the Playboy sorority girls? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it was like sorority college and there were like these bimbos. Like, Is it know. Tommy Lee Jones film? Yeah. Because I thought when you're saying he's the sheriff, I'm like, what, you didn't like No Country for Old Men? No. Oh, my God. Everybody loves No yeah. Country for Old Men. No, no, no. It's like, yeah, there's like a sorority. It's like a Holy sorority Jesus. girl, like, rom-com thing. And, like, I don't know. They've got to do something. They're in, like, Playboy bunny suits. <laughs> and Tommy Lee Jones has to, like, keep them in order <laughs> while they get into their shenanigans. And I even just saw the cover and I went, okay, so you're you're just done now. <laughs> you're just done. Yeah. Can't be worse than his two face in Batman Forever. Oh, see, I actually Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a controversial opinion. Okay, go. Okay. I actually don't think he's that bad as Two Face. 
Look, he's not that bad. Like the entire direction was fucked. Like, yeah, it's but- he, ma- he makes he spins gold out of hay without a doubt. I actually think Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey yeah. were the highlights of that Batman film. Well, without a doubt, Val yeah. Kilmer was wooden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a reason they didn't put him in a vampire movie. The vampires would have been too afraid. They would be <laughs> staked by that performance. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, not the they weren't the worst thing. No. Paul Dano's Riddler is fucking awesome in the new Batman film. Ah, uh, okay. It's well worth watching. Isn't Colin Farrell the yeah, he's, penguin? he's Penguin. He's great. I've seen pictures and it's one of those like they're like, this is Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And yeah. you're like, yeah, okay, but who's who's this bloke you're he's, showing me a picture of? He is Not only is he great in that, he gets in some really funny lines. Wow. They're not meant to be funny, but he makes them funny. You know what, Colin Farrell has just been ruined for me ever since that Alexander film. Yeah. It just, that was terrible. It was so bad. It was so bad. You can't blame him. I mean, it bought him a house. Yeah, but oh, sometimes you are better living in a caravan. <laughs> and that would be – was it like Angelina Jolie was his mum and she was like, what, a year younger than him? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't know. And just – yeah, I don't know. And, and like – Fatville Kelmer having sex with people at a party, like was that in the movie, or that's just what he had to do after <laughs> Batman Forever? No, I do not remember. Like this, where like it was like back in like ancient Greece, and they yeah. were having like the and yeah, and he has he has sex with that young lad who's oh. just just flips him over on like the buffet table as you do, and you're just like I don't. Ugh. This 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 is not sexy. This is not romantic. <laughs> it's like. Anyway, it was, consent wasn't a Greek word. Oh, it was like broke back mountain in a buffet. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It was not pleasant for anybody. No. Yeah. Just, I don't know. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. On that note. On that note. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the dick. <laughs> and uh, just remember real mothmen eat the carpet. They can hold their breath on a submarine. <laughs> Hello, Aquaman. <clears throat>